boys and girls healthy college football peoples uh it is week two the new math the new math tells me it is week two of the season therefore it is week three of the carla and crappy show i'm crappy this as you probably are aware is carla carla i, I was gonna say i guess that makes me carla if, uh, yeah, if you're crappy i'm carla um, yeah i think i think that's how it works um, um after yeah. after 11 years we should probably we should probably have, solidify that we yeah. should probably have this down by now but um of- of course, like my head's still just kind of spinning after all the football that we watched it, last weekend. Last weekend, last weekend, uh, you had like two all-timer games on a Thursday night. Yeah. Um, uh, the 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 Sunday night game, uh, with um uh, special teams, folks. Yes, yeah, special teams are important. <laughs> um, as as Brian Kelly is now aware, uh, the entire state of North Carolina on yes. Saturday was was just <laughs> out of control. Um. And then, if you can imagine right now, as I say this, the Imperial March from Star Wars, bum, 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 Georgia, okay? Yeah. Oof. Um, I, so there, there was a lot. And, and you know, the, the, all three of us, including AJ, uh, who we'll get to in a, in a little bit, um, did our best to overdose. I was, I was in Columbus, so I didn't get to see as much as you guys, but, but certainly got filled in after the fact. Uh I, I don't know how you <laughs> you would pick like one thing that stuck out from last weekend, but uh, we're I mean, that's, that's, what 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 did you notice uh, as we as we we got this this uh, this college football season started um, full go last weekend? You know, it was it was funny because we talked about we obviously we talked about the the, the opening weekend and how excited we were in the whole bit and like yes. a few a few years ago, um, like the conferences and college football decided to make this real big push about making sure there were big games on opening weekend. Yeah. Right. And we had like yeah. this over slot or this onslaught of like ranked on ranked games. And we, and we talked about, especially Labor Day weekend, you've got Thursday through Thursday through Monday, excuse me, yeah. of, of, of college football. So it's almost like a, a little, a little tiny bowl season right there at the beginning of September. And this year there, I mean, we had some games that we were kind of like, you know, we had our eye on and, but there wasn't like, the huge like this is gonna be an incredible weekend of college football and like well, i would was, argue like there was one one yeah there one, was one one game and we were all intrigued by georgia oregon but like those are the two kind of big no no not that game I, I was counting your game too it's like I, that one and georgia oh, oregon okay. um <laughs> you're gonna talk lots about your game you don't need me to fill in anything I on know. that um <laughs> i would go out on a limb and say even though the the weekend didn't necessarily have the the hype going yeah. into it that it did that was like a top five opening weekend of all time uh, it was it was insane Seriously. it was insane um and i i only got to see four days of football because my power went out last night so i missed the entirety ah. of clemson georgia tech so i didn't see any uh, of that it, i mean the, the the first half was entertaining georgia tech was playing like way over their heads but uh, you know yeah, everyone knows at this point that that, that uh, clemson sort of uh played um more to their strengths in the in the second half so you didn't yeah. miss much you didn't that that was if you were going to miss one if there that was, was one, one day miss. that weekend that would be the one yeah because i mean like you said everything else we'll talk about what happened on thursday as we go through the rest of the show this week mm-hmm. because we've got we got to keep talking about some of those teams um most impressed like so i came up with some categories um most ah. impressive win I mean, Georgia's right up there, right? 
Um, oh. I mean, goof. I, you know, we, we talked they, last week about Georgia being underrated. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Georgia's better this year than they were last year. If I had an AP vote after last weekend, I would I would give Georgia my number one vote. My my I, number, my number. I, 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 what what they did against a very good team. Oof. Yeah, seven touchdowns on seven straight opening drives, uh, like in their first seven drives of the game. Yeah. Like that's just, I mean, that's that's Alabama esque. Mm-hmm. Really, mm-hmm. Um, are we setting up for an Alabama Georgia again? <laughs> right mm. after opening weekend, you could say that that's where it looks like we're headed, but a lot of things can still happen. I get sure. that. Yeah, um, long, long way to go. Yeah, second most impressive win, Florida. Um. Yeah, Florida winning at home over Utah. And that was a game like I had Utah in my final four. Um, I can Utah still get to the final four. Maybe if they're perfect the rest of the way through, Mm -hmm. but they cannot lose again. Um, Anthony Richardson is going to cause some big time problems in the sec this year. And Um, that's the, uh, the, the crazy thing is I know he played some just to, to spell. And I'm not going to remember the name of Florida starting quarterback from, from a year ago. Um, so you, you saw flashes, but right. um, certainly no consistency, uh, and and I'm not sure I saw anything last year that that indicated that that he uh, could play at the level that he played on Saturday, um, because that, that the Florida's offense was was lights out. Yeah, in fact, Greg Greg McElroy today, I don't know if you saw it in the in the Athletic, hmm. um, said that he thinks Anthony Richardson is the closest person he's seen to Vince Young since Vince Young. Ooh, that's a um, pretty awesome comparison it's a great comparison and and greg mcelroy is a really great analyst right Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. i really um (laughs) poor thing got stuck on the lsu florida game um florida state game um (laughs) but like i i I like his analysis when when i'm watching a game and so the coming from him that that carries a little bit of weight um game that we're not going to get a chance to talk about coming up in the show this week Mm -hmm. that suddenly today has become a ranked on ranked game (sighs) I hate it when they do that to us. Yeah, I know. We had we planned the show out, and then like the two teams, like we don't talk about a game, then they rank both teams. And hello, um, number twenty Kentucky at number twelve Florida, eight mm-hmm. p.m. ESPN. Mm-hmm. Um, that game suddenly um, has the potential to be a, a, a game for second place in the SEC East. It's really early to talk about that stuff, but but yeah, the the winner of this game is gonna is gonna be set up for for that run. Yeah. Uh, through through the rest of the season. Yeah. Are either of those teams going to meet Georgia? I don't mm. think so yet. Yep. Um, but I could see Florida. Get, that's a rivalry game. They played on neutral site, right? Um, cocktail party. There's a, there's I, a cocktail party. Yeah. <laughs> you get cocktail. Yeah, I'm drinking wine tonight. Um, <laughs> I think Florida could give them some headaches. I, mm-hmm. Are they going to win the game? I don't think so. Um, but we'll talk about that when that game comes around. But yeah, Florida is setting themselves up for what could be a, a really good season mm-hmm. unexpectedly mm-hmm. um my, my theme for the weekend as you'll find out is uh go cats there'll be more I, okay I, okay that's that, that 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 is what we call a tease in the business um <laughs> most heartbreaking loss that yes. i that i saw um because i would <sighs> argue that the east carolina loss was probably a little bit more heartbreaking mm-hmm. but appy state uh i know well that uh, two-point conversion that was wide open yeah yeah i mean it was just like uh like we i screamed at my television like (laughs) i was like it's i could no i I could see that i could see it Uh, uh, more more than lsu 
Well, I, I see, I, I, see, I've got LSU is dumb and dumber. Um, oh, that makes sense too. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> be, because I mean, obviously, it seems like Brian Kelly must have taken Les Miles's clock management playbook and mm-hmm. opened it up. Um, some of it and... to 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 like. You, I mean, and it ended up wor- almost working out for him. Mm-hmm. But when LSU muffs the punt at the end of the game, you let him score so that you get the ball back. Mm-hmm. Now they got really lucky because LSU did something that was even dumber and pitched the ball on third down. Right? <sighs> yeah, there were there was a lot of uh, dumb and dumber. Um and and gosh, Brian Kelly, you're supposed to be good at this stuff, but and and just yeah. like an overall, it, it appeared to me like an overall lack of discipline yeah. on the LSU sideline. Um, mm. that targeting call that was a hundred percent by the book definition targeting. Um, shoving after the play leading to you know 15 yard unsportsmanlike yeah. um penalties, like not a good. And and they still almost screwed around and won the game, mm-hmm. um, but should've. not, a, not or, or should 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 have gotten overtime easily. Yeah, um, yeah. It just it just was not a great opening impression for the Brian Kelly era. No, and, no. Uh, um, and then my last game I want to bring up, and this is actually really funny because if you were following along on Twitter this weekend on Friday night, I tweeted that the Illinois Indiana game had officially gone off the rails. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what happened in that game. Um, I call that my, the weekend was so bonkers. I don't even remember what happened. I had to go back and read the recap to remind myself of why I tweeted it was bonkers. Um, That's sort of a long category. Name. Yeah. Is there, well, okay. Well, well, we'll see, we'll see if we can squeeze something into that next weekend. Maybe go for the acronym. I'm going to let you, I'm going to, I'm going to let you figure that out. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> But yeah, if you don't remember, Indiana had a goal line stand in the fourth quarter and then won the game with 23 seconds left. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's what happened. Um, so it was just, what a weekend. And we're, yeah. we're even skipping talking about a lot of the games because we're going to mention some of the stuff here later on yes. the show. But like, yes. whew, True. what an opener. True. Um, and you it, had it, a good weekend too. <laughs> I had I had a good weekend. Um, I am I was a bit more uh, out of necessity because I was in Columbus and going to the the Ohio State Notre Dame game. I was a bit more myopic than you were. Um, uh, you know, certainly the, 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 the Thursday night games involving all of our local teams here in Pittsburgh. Uh, the, the 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 backyard brawl was incredible. Um, I, I give Penn State a lot of credit for uh, escaping a really really tough atmosphere. Uh, in West Lafayette uh, with a with a, a, a quarterback who seems to get injured when people breathe on him um, but 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 you know on got to Saturday got to Friday night actually and I'm I'm focused on one thing um, so I have some takeaways from Ohio State Notre Dame uh, and I the national I think the national impression that the thing that that the, the knee-jerk reaction that everybody had was like oh my god what's wrong with Ohio State's offense mm-hmm. you know and and I I get that after last year um, but it, that truly is a knee-jerk reaction and and, and it, anyone who says that didn't watch the game um, I have three I have three takeaways uh, a couple concerning my team and, uh, and, and one concerning the other team. Um, number one takeaway is, holy crap, did you see Ohio State's defense? 
Um, that was that was the Achilles heel last year. That's yep. why you know the the, the Rose Bowl was <laughs> was to, you know seventy two to seventy over Utah last last winter. Um, that's that's why Ohio State struggled uh, among other reasons uh, against Michigan. Um, Mike Hall uh, caused all kinds of problems for Notre Dame from his defensive tackle position. Uh, the DBs who are all returning. Uh, they were among the eight returning starters on Ohio State's defense, and that's that's a that's a big part of this. Um, they all look good uh, with 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 that experience under their belts. Uh, and while Notre Dame's uh, all world tight end uh, Mike Mayer, who is every bit as frightening in person uh, as he is on TV, um, he had five catches. But Ohio State's linebackers, and I brought this up last week as a, as a concern, Ohio State's linebackers held him to about thirty yards on the night. No touchdowns. For him, uh, and and not a whole, not really significant catches. I think there was one for uh, a first uh, a first down. Um, best part, best part, second half. Um, Ohio State shut out Notre Dame in the second half and held them to seventy two yards total offense. That, boys and girls, is the is 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 um, far and away better uh, improvement than I I was hoping for. Uh, Ohio State's defense this year, regardless of what happens, Ohio State's defense is not going to be the problem. Number two, we should talk about the offense, certainly. Um, I, I think the offense is going to be fine. The, the, the bigger thing here is that Notre Dame's defense was really good. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll get, to, get to that in point number three in just a second. Um, C.J. Stroud had a rough night. Uh, and and I, I, I he mentioned this in, in a, a post game interviews and uh, a lot I saw a lot of balls that were uh, that were uh, thrown short thrown low um, wide receivers trying to dig footballs up out of the turf for catches uh, that that happened all night long um, some of that uh, some of that was pressure um, Notre Dame's I, I mentioned Notre Dame's offensive line when we were talking last week and Notre Dame's defensive line was probably even better. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the offensive line uh, just struggled a bit. Um, that's gonna that's gonna gel. I, I'm not not super concerned about that. Uh, also, um, we have not one uh, Trayvon Henderson. The name is that everybody knows, but we have two two excellent running backs. Uh, uh, Mayan Williams uh, got the bulk of the carries and the bulk of the yardage on Saturday. Um, he is roughly shaped like a bowling ball, <laughs> and. Uh, and 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 was was a monster uh, all night long, even in the first half when Ohio State's offense was was uh, not quite on track. I'm not concerned about this. Um, they have uh, they have a Sun Belt opponent. They have a MAC opponent in back to back weeks. The offense is going to get better, um, and it will be. I, I predict by the end of those two weeks what everyone was expecting. Uh, to see from Ohio State's offense. Uh, one, one, the only one really concern, real concern um, that I have was Jackson Smith at Jigba, uh, who rolled an ankle in a tackle in the first half, um, came back in, had a catch or two, if I remember correctly, uh, but then was taken back out and, and did not play for the rest of the game. I hope that's not a big deal. Um, Ohio State's wide receiver room is really, really deep, really stacked. But uh, missing a guy like him would would be a would would be a difficult thing to overcome. Third takeaway: Notre Dame is for real. I was impressed. Um, as I said, 
great up front on both sides of the ball. Uh, they, they have uh, uh, the mayor is, is the, might be the best tight end in the country. Um, that's, that's a, a, it's hard to make that judgment in, in the first weekend of September, but I, I would not be surprised. Um, uh, Tyler Buckner uh, looked good at quarterback, uh, 10 of 18, uh, no interceptions. Um, they didn't ask him to do much. Uh, because I, I, you know, the, the game was never really out of reach. Although I would argue by the fourth quarter, for intents and purposes, it was even if the the, the score didn't really reflect that. Um, he, but but he can move, he can run, uh, he's good in the pocket. Uh, he as he gets more experience, he's he's going to be a solid quarterback at least, um, and, and could be better than that. Uh, and, and now you know that th- this game has passed us. I can be a Marcus Freeman fan. <laughs> until maybe the postseason and then that's fair and then we'll see what happens because but now I it was, looks like yeah it looks like the fourth spot in the playoff is now suddenly going to be open again thanks Utah that. so there we'll is see. that um I I I, I, I honestly I was impressed by Notre Dame um that is a that is a very good team that's going to get better um and and uh I think Marcus the the coaching job that Marcus Freeman did this game versus his previous game, which was, uh, as we talked about, the Fiesta Bowl, um, when they, they completely gagged uh, against Oklahoma State, um, night and day improvement. So go Irish, whatever. Um, that sounded a little dismissive. I, I'm, I'm, I'm for Marcus Freeman. I am, yeah. honestly, <laughs> really. I want him to do well. Uh, before we get to our games, the big boy games, we have... The group of five after dark and that means we have aj who is going to take us through what he is watching coming up this weekend aj go hey everybody it is this week's group of five report after dark it is currently almost after dark where i am uh, we're going to get started today at noon uh saturday utsa at army this is on cbssn the network of champions um utsa Almost knocked off the Houston Cougars. Almost ruined our playoff G5 pick of the year. Um, It was a fantastic game. The stadium was packed. People at at UTSA want to see this team do well. So, well, they shall do. They are going, though, to West Point to play Army. Um, This is a bad idea. Uh, Army will chop block you to death. Sorry. Uh, I'm very interested to see how UTSA does. I think they go in and pull out a win. Um, Coastal looked really, really good against Army, but Army also did not uh, acquit themselves uh, too terribly poorly either. They did very, very well against what I deem to be a much better Coastal team. Uh, So good on you, Golden Knights. Uh, This should be a really, really great game, especially being on that network of champions. Just get your day started right. Uh, At ESPN, on you on ESPNU at noon, we have UNC at Georgia State. Now, why am I picking this game? No particular reason other than that uh, Gene Chizik needs to go back to being a TV analyst and not a defensive coordinator because, oh, buddy, you cannot stop a stiff breeze. App State almost won the game. Twice. Should have had the game won. They were up 21-7 to at one point. They should have had that game locked up. But, uh, no, UNC can't stop anything. Uh, and Georgia State could potentially upset them. 
uh, just given the fact that UNC does not seem to have a functional defense in any way, shape, or form. And this is at home for Georgia State. So, hey, anything can happen. Uh, at 2.30, we have Marshall at Notre Dame. Good on you, Notre Dame, for scheduling Marshall instead of, like, I don't know, Kent State or whatever. Uh, no, sh no, no shots at the Golden Flashes. I'm just saying Marshall's a better team than Kent State. Um, Marshall going to Notre Dame. This should be a pretty good game. Marshall looked fantastic against Norfolk State last week. Um, Notre Dame looking to redeem a little bit after um, coming up short against the Buckeyes. As expected, but not as expected. I don't know how we want to play that. We expected them to lose. We did not expect run run them into the ground, Ohio State, because uh, JSN was out. But, hey, Marshall could put up a really good fight against Notre Dame. Let's see if Notre Dame can potentially get back on track with where they want to be. 3.30, Colorado at Air Force. On CBS, full CBS, not the network of champions, the network that everybody else gets. This is a low-key kind of sort of rivalry. Uh, you have Boulder against Fort Collins. This is a, like, significant... I take that back. I messed that up. Fort Collins is where Colorado State is. Uh, Colorado going down to play uh, in Colorado Springs. Uh, this is a like one of the few local games that Colorado has. They play Colorado State, they play Wyoming, and Air Force. And if those four teams played each other, it's like the closest those teams can get to each other. Um, this should be a really, really good game. Colorado did not look good against TCU. Air Force is a much better team uh, than they usually are. So this could actually be a pretty good game in terms of uh, you know Colorado playing a military academy and a military academy looking good. Uh, also at 3.30, we have App State at Texas A&M. Texas A&M, what are you doing? Why do you do? Why would you do that? Don't schedule App State, you dummies. Like, I know you're trying to put together this, like, SEC for our schedule, but don't schedule App State, you dummies. I hope this ends poorly for you. I hope that all of that talk you were talking, all offseason about Jimbo, Nick Saban, he paying the players. I hope it ends terribly for you. I hope you lose this game. I truly hope you lose your home opener in, in, at Kyle Field in front of everybody and all your family. I hope App State comes in and absolutely whomps you because you're an idiot for scheduling App State at home. Uh, at 4 p.m., we have two games. I don't know that Carl and Crappy will talk about one of them, but it is El Asico! It is El Asico week. It is Iowa State at Iowa. And holy God, Iowa. Oh, oh that was a gross game. That was when people were like, AJ, what do you think of the Big Ten? That's what I think Big Ten football is. 20 punts, a seven point score by two safeties and a field goal, 1931 ass football. No thank you. Get that out of here. The least fun game slash most hilarious game I've ever watched in my life. And I watched all of it. Um, this is always a stupid game. This game always goes the way that it's not supposed to. It is on Big Ten Network, which is where it should be this year. Neither team is particularly good. There's no rankings here. This is just for big, dumb, for big, dumb stupidity. Uh, better game, FS1, Houston at Texas Tech. This is Houston's Power 5 shot. If they beat Texas Tech, and Texas Tech plays relatively well for the rest of the year, Houston can start to get themselves mentioned into some playoff or large bowl game, large bowl game potential. Um, but they need to beat Texas Tech, and they have to go to Lubbock, a.k.a. the moon, to do it. Uh, 7.30 p.m., Southern at LSU. LSU, you have a lovely band. 
keep their asses in the stands, and let Southern entertain you. Southern came up with neck. You made it popular. Don't do that. Stop talking out the side of your neck. Please stop. Southern, not so great at football. LSU, apparently not either. And uh, lost on a blocked extra point to Florida State. Good for you, the fight in Mike Norvell's. Um, this this is for no other reason other than Southern is playing LSU. And just watch the halftime show, SEC Network, 7.30 p.m. Also at 7.30 p.m., we have Arizona State at Oklahoma State. Arizona State! Friggin' surprised. I thought you were going to lose to Northern Arizona. Not even going to lie. I really, truly thought you were going to lose that game. And you didn't. Good for you. Um... Oklahoma State, looking like they're back to scoring points unless about the stopping of the defense stuff. Uh, Jim Knowles, now at Ohio State, kind of brought that defense with him, and it has not gone well for Oklahoma State. So I expect this to be a fun game. This could potentially be pointsy. Let's see what happens there. However, this is a banger of a night slate for your boy over here. 9 p.m., we have New Mexico State at UTEP. Now, I know you're saying to yourself, AJ, why the hell do you watch this game? If you ever looked at a map and seen where UTEP is, where El Paso is, it is in the middle of friggin' nowhere. El Paso is closer to San Diego than it is to Houston. That's maps. That's geography. That's how the, the, the planet and the plane of existence works. Okay? So, UTEP doesn't get to play anybody at home. Like, UTEP playing Texas Tech is like a six-hour drive by itself. However, 45 minutes away is Las Cruces, New Mexico, the home of the New Mexico State almost wanted to say Lobos, but that's New Mexico. New Mexico State is there. This is as close to a backyard brawl in the middle of nowhere as you're going to get. This game is stupid. It is fun. And last year, we had to watch it on, like, a local TV station in El Paso's, like, video player uh, for, for my real sickos out there. This is an opportunity to watch them on ESPN+. Plus. Will the video quality be better? No. But will it at least be on a streaming service that we all know and know how to get to? Yes. And so let's all watch that game together. Uh, but from 10 p.m. to 11 p.m., banger after banger, we have Baylor at BYU. Late slate ranked on ranked action. Also, we're not going to get into the deep religiosity of this, but Baylor at BYU, oh, there are some church things going on there. So this should be a spectacular game. Uh, Baylor already looks good. BYU already looks good. So this should be an absolute banger. That is on ESPN. Please, ESPN, for the love of God, bring the good truck for this one. I want the good footage on this one. I don't need your C team on this like you were putting on Pac-12 games last year. Don't do that. This is a good game. Uh, CBSSN, people who will put the good truck on the game, Oregon State of Fresno State. Oregon State's good, y'all. They are fun. They're going to score points. They have a turnover chainsaw. It's the best. And Fresno State still has my beloved late night god, Jake Hayner. So this should be a big, stupid game. And that is on CBSSN, the network of champions. And finally, Mississippi State at Arizona. Um, Mike Leach coming home, y'all. Uh, he, we're going to see the air raid at 10.30 p.m. Uh, that game will go till 4 in the morning, given the number of incompletions in an air raid game. That's on FS1. That should also be fantastic. That has been this week's Group of Five After Dark Report. Um, week 3 already looks pretty good. Just throwing that out there. Uh, week 4, not so great. But Week 3, looking pretty good already. We will see you next week. Thank you, AJ. Um, let's get to our games uh, because there's, there, are, there are some good ones coming up. Not like yeah. the, you know, no like top five matchups this time. Um, or 
uh, top 10 matchups this time, but, but there, there's, there's a lot of interesting football, uh, including what AJ talked about. Uh, let's begin uh, at 3.30 p.m. on Saturday, uh, ABC broadcast number 24, Tennessee, at number 17, Pittsburgh, um, right down the, house, the, the road from my house. Rocky Top is favored by six and a half points. The AJ Fund Index, we're, we're getting more realistic fund index indices. Yes. This weekend. I don't, how do you spell indices? I don't know. I am math was I, hard last week. No spelling's hard no this spelling. week. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, the, uh, the AJ phonetics is 65. Okay. Um, so, uh, uh, Carla can, can, can Pitt keep this thing rolling? Well, I mean, backyard brawl certainly lived up to the hype, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that was, that was a crazy good game to the extent that I actually missed most of the third quarter of the Penn State game. Mm-hmm. I had it like on the smaller screen um, because the fourth quarter of the, back, of the brawl was just, I couldn't turn away. Like mm-hmm. it was just that good. Um, you know, Pitt scoring two touchdowns late. The second one on that pick six, which just was like, I mean, that was the uh, old backyard brawl. It's heartbreaking for the kid who did the ball just goes through his hands. And it's like, yeah. oh, oh man. Oh, yeah. I mean, it brought me back to the game that everybody was holding the sign for, like thirteen nine, right? Like, that, it was kind of that, that same feel. There are T-shirts. There, yes. there are T-shirts here in Pittsburgh that just say thirteen and nine. And <laughs> if you know, you know. And if you know, you everyone, know. everyone around here knows. Yeah, I mean, that's really what it felt like. Um, was that kind of that kind of win for for Pitt? Um, Kadon Slovis looked good in his de- debut. I mean, he he had he had his moments where he he really looked good i had his moments where he didn't look like he really knew what he was doing that's gonna we're gonna work you know that's gonna start settling itself out the more reps that he gets mm-hmm. um nobody paid attention to tennessee on thursday night they were the game that was happening i you know the only people who paid attention to to, to, to the vols game on thursday night were vols fans um yeah. because there's just so much other stuff going on right um and in fact, I didn't even realize they were playing on Thursday night until like I started going through the scoreboard and going, oh, they're playing tonight. Right. Um, but they did what they were supposed to do, right? They went out and walloped Ball State. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's exactly what they're supposed to do. Um, interestingly enough, this weekend, they're favored on the road, mm-hmm. even though Pitt is a higher ranked team. Mm-hmm. Um, don't, don't. And, 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 and Pat Narduzzi has already latched on to the thing that he has to be outraged about this weekend. And it is that. It's that. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, and I, and I kind of get it after Pitt wins a rivalry game um, and looked, you know, looked like they could be a contender again in the mm-hmm. ACC in that mm-hmm. game. And, you know, UT's playing a cupcake. Um, you're not comparing apples to apples. Yeah. Right. Um. Now, that being said, um, the, a Tennessee quarterback, Hendon Hooker, looked much better in this in week one. Um, he infamously came in in relief last year against Pitt and threw the interception that's, that sealed the win for Pitt right. in Neyland Stadium. Um, is there a bit of a revenge factor here, right? Because Pitt mm. came to Neyland and beat them last year, mm-hmm. didn't have a ton of expectations. Pitt then used that win to kind of launch themselves into this ACC run that nobody really saw coming. Right. Um, you know, Pitt and Narduzzi in that first game against in the backyard brawl showed that they they remember how to win the big game yeah they do. Right? um even with some turnover and in, in personnel you know they they showed that they knew how to win the big game mm-hmm. this is going to make some of my friends really angry oh 
UT has just been so inconsistent. You never know which Tennessee team is going to show up. The disciplined one that can keep up with everybody on the field Mm -hmm. or the one that just kind of walks through the motions and doesn't necessarily, you know, in the last several years, Tennessee has lost games that it should have won. Yeah. Um, Should we get Braden on the phone to talk about this? (laughs) Yeah, let's not. Uh, (laughs) And most of my friend group who, who, who we were watching games with in the early part of the day on, on Saturday, they they all, they're all UT grads. Um, Mm. So I'm going to make them all really mad here and say, I don't know which Vols team is going to show up to Acrisure Stadium on Saturday. Mm. Um, I'm going to stick with the team that has proven mm-hmm. that it can win this type of game. Okay. And I'm going to say Pitt wins at home. Mm. Okay. Um, I I don't I don't like the, the I don't like the fact that Tennessee's favored in this game. I saw more out of ten. I saw more out of Pitt last mm. weekend than mm-hmm. I saw out of Tennessee. And okay. I'm going to stick with the coach and the team that has that has shown that it understands how to win a big game. Okay. Pit at home okay. in a good game in a really good game, but Pit mm-hmm. out. all right. Um, I, I the thing that was notable for me about uh, Tennessee's uh, win over Ball State is they they, they gave up three hundred and fifty yards. Yeah, to Ball State uh, in in the opener. So defense, eh, I'm not sure. I also wonder. Um, and this was a this was my 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 one of my primary takeaways about about the brawl. Um, you know, Pitts. Uh, with 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 the departure of Kenny Pickett, um, I, the Pitt's strength was to have been its its defensive line, front seven, especially defensive line. They they keep up four hundred yards. I know it's I know it's a rivalry game. I, I know weird stuff happens. They gave up four hundred yards and thirty one points to an unranked team. Okay, um, let's 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 call it what it is. Um, I, I, so defense. May not be much of a thing here, although I, I, I think I would give, um, I, I would give a nod to to Pitt, um, in in that regard, and and I think that the fact that they're at home, and and Pat Narduzzi seems to well to do well when he's uh, when he's offended by something, um, and certainly this week it is the point spread. Uh, I'm going to take Pitt. Um, I, I'm not sure. I don't know what it's going to take for Pitt to get an atmosphere like they had yeah. uh, on on that Thursday night uh, against West Virginia because that's that I, I've been to Pitt games there. It doesn't happen very often. Um, right. Not not totally the program's fault because they're playing in an off-campus stadium. Um, but uh, it, if 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 you could if you could tell me that Pitt would have the same atmosphere, the same crowd all of that stuff against Tennessee that they did against uh, West Virginia. I'm, I have no hesitation in, in, in pitting, in picking uh, the Panthers. Um, I, I'm still, I'm going to do with you. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with Pitt. However, um, I, I think that's a, a I, I think they're going to win at home. Um, even if they don't quite have the same atmosphere that they did. Um, and I would suggest that maybe you guys consider the over because, there ain't a whole lot of defense going on in this game. Uh, uh, speaking of offense, yeah. speaking <laughs> of offense, at 4 p.m. on Saturday, uh, this game is on FS1. Number 25, your Houston Cougars, the official G5 champion of the Carlin Crappy Show this year. Pre- uh, the G5 preseason champion of the Carlin Crappy Show this year uh, at Texas Tech, where defensive coordinators go to die. 
<laughs> uh, the Red Raiders are favored by three. And, 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 and pay attention here because that's, that's a thread that goes through many of the rest of our games. The AJ Fun NX also 65 points. Uh, Carla, what do you think here? Well, in that three points, they're playing at home. So essentially the line is even, exactly. um, which is interesting. Exactly. Um, game that I couldn't get into my list of things that I watched last last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, if you miss Houston, meet Meep, UTSA, who boy, what a game that was. True. Um, UTSA probably should have won that game. Um, they had the opportunity yeah. to close it out and just couldn't quite do it. Um, so Holgo and his team escaped barely mm-hmm. out of um, the Alamo Dome. Um, Texas Tech did exactly what you would expect them to do, put up a boatload of offense and just absolutely thumped Murray State, right? Um, mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, most of that offense came under their second string quarterback. Um Donovan Donovan Smith. Um, <laughs> Texas Tech has the same problem with quarterbacks that Penn State does. Um, unfortunately, Tyler Tyler Shaw um, <sighs> hurt his non-throwing shoulder again, and that mm-hmm. was what kept him out of a good chunk of last season. Um, and he hurt it again. It was in a sling. Um, I haven't seen reports as to whether or not he's going to be able to play. But that being said, Donovan Smith looked real good. Four touchdowns, ran that offense really well. Mm-hmm. Is there going to be a drop off? Maybe a tiny bit, but I wouldn't. I, I, it's almost interchangeable at this point because he's gotten enough reps. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly enough, Red Raiders put up sneaky good defensive numbers mm-hmm. in this game, which is not something you're used to. Like you said, the defensive coordinators go to die. Um, <laughs> at, at Texas Tech, uh, like that's a great analogy because yeah. that, I mean that's Texas Tech is known for offense and nothing else. Right. Um, they play in the Big Twelve. Um, yes, the defensive numbers were against Murray State, but still, sure. I think it's still worth kind of noting that um, Houston's defense struggled with the UTSA offense. Mm-hmm. Um, UTSA offense is good. Um, allowed almost a hundred yards more than they gained offensively. Mm-hmm. And we know how much we dislike that. Yes. If you're giving up more yards than you are gaining, that is not generally a good thing, not especially good. when you win the game. Yes. Um, and they're going up against Texas Tech, which is another high-powered offense, even if it's on its backup quarterback. Right? Um, Texas Tech playing at home. Um, I don't care what the line is. Take the over um, <laughs> <laughs> in this in this game. Um. I think my gut says Texas Tech here. Okay. My te- my and my gut says Red Raiders. Um, I, I'm I'm a group of five fan. I would mm-hmm. I really would like to see Houston win this game. Mm-hmm. But after what I saw against UTSA, and the UTSA offense is good, it's not Texas Tech good. No. Um, and I think that's going to cause a problem for that Houston defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to say Texas Tech wins this game and. Mm-hmm. We might have a new. We have to might go back and dig into who our group of five champions going to be. Oh, jeez, go are we? Um, <laughs> <laughs> are we back uh, on? The, are we back on the beach chickens again? Well, I mean, I, 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 AJ is as as you heard in 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 his uh, in the report. Um, that uh, I, I I don't know uh, the OT win against Meep. Um, absolutely, as you brought up, left me some questions. Uh, the one, one that you did not answer is uh, it is a does a good offense. This is a question that, that comes up at some point every season. Does a good offense have its quarterback as its leading rusher? The answer is no, no, no. Um, 
and I know it was it was a run from Clayton Tune that, that won the game uh, for Houston, mm-hmm. but um, that's that's something you want to avoid. I'm I am I'm certain that Hogo will not let that continue through the rest of the season because if he does, uh, and then Houston is not going to have anywhere near the season that we we expected them to have. Yeah, Tech is Tech. Tech Tech. Uh, rolled up 600 yards and 63 points granted yes against Murray State um I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna continue with cat thing here is is what I'm gonna do um and some of that is just uh because I want to be right about Houston yeah <laughs> but but some of it is because I I, I think eh, you know the first game jitters um you know, you're playing in 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 a in a stadium against a program that that sort of came out of nowhere last year and and mm-hmm. is you know maybe better than than you expect. Um, you know, especially when you're playing in a program that's that's going to move to the Big Twelve here sometime soon. Um, I just I, I I think Houston has it in them uh, to win this game. It's going to be sure, oh, yeah. and 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 it's it's this is this is going to be a silly fun game to watch. Um, uh, and and AJ did did mention this in 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 his report. Um, so did uh, huge points. Take the over, but take take the Cougars uh, to win on the road and get their and get their what would might be their, their marquee win. Uh, you know, over over a Power Five program, uh, for this for this season. Interesting note. Huh? Um, Meep 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 actually comes to Middle Tennessee this year. Who? Um, you gonna go? So, I, I, depending on what time kickoff is, if it's like a noon kick, like mm-hmm. I might go. Oh, um, you gotta see that. Yeah, because just because I want to see it in person. Mm-hmm. Um, if mm-hmm. it's a night kick, that's gonna be tricky because you sure. know, baby. Um, gotcha. but so I'm. I don't think they've announced the kickoff time for that game yet. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep an eye on that, but yeah, if I end up going to see meet me in person, we'll talk about it. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, also at 4 PM on Saturday, um, AJ talked about this game as well. And, and I think uh, it's because there's like a car crash sort of thing. You, you can't look away. <laughs> I, I, it has that quality. Uh, this one is on the big 10 network, um, which is where it belongs. This is the exact opposite. The, the exact opposite <laughs> yes. of Houston at Texas Tech. This is Iowa State at Iowa. The Hawkeyes are favored by three and a half points. The AJ Fund Index is 41 and a half. <laughs> and, and that, to be honest, boys and girls, feels generous to yes. me. Yes. And I, I want to... I have a I have a lead into this um before I throw it to you, Carla. Okay. Tailgating on Saturday. I'm I'm i might one of my duties is to watch scores and sort of announce things that are interesting. Um I saw the headlines on ESPN site that said something about Iowa's game winning safety. <laughs> and that pretty much tells you everything to you you need to know <laughs> about what Iowa did last weekend. So Carla. Yes. <laughs> What's going to happen in in Iowa City this weekend? Well, okay. So first of all, everybody listening to this show needs to understand that we had a conversation about what other game we wanted to add into the show this week. Yes. And we actually chose this game over the Florida-Kentucky game because we are complete sickos. Yes. Um, Yes. Because this, I mean, it's it's on brand. We have to to talk about this game, right? (laughs) 
Um, and, you know, and, and my note after, you know, is and now for something completely different mm-hmm. um, after talking about Houston, Texas Tech. Um, okay, so let's talk about the good in Iowa, which was not its offense. Um, it was yeah. Iowa's defense. Yes. Um, Iowa's defense was spectacular, crazy good against South Dakota State. And, you know, AJ talked about this, you know, in his report last week. Um, the idea of if the if the school has the name Dakota in it, they're good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's absolutely true of South Dakota State. Um, you knew this game could be close. That game could have been close. We had no idea how ugly it was going to be. Um, and it was just going to be like a defensive slugfest. Um, game winning safety. Game winning safety, right? So that there's a t-shirt that that needs to be a t-shirt, black, gold letters, game winning safety. Game winning safety. Yeah, Go Hawks. That's that's the Iowa brand in a nutshell this year, apparently. Um, <laughs> because the Iowa offense was just completely MIA. Yeah. Right. A hundred and sixty-six total yards of offense. <sighs> Fifty-seven yards rushing. And they won the football game. That's how good the defense was. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um the antithesis of this was actually Iowa State. Yeah. Right. Iowa State had a really, really great offensive performance against mm-hmm. Southeast Missouri State. Now, again, yes, some definitely inferior opponent here, yeah, sure. but, but there's still like Southeast Missouri State comes up a lot in like the FCS conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they are a, a perennial playoff team in yeah. the FCS. So that's not necessarily something to kind of slough off here. Um, Iowa State offense put up 42 points and 469 yards. Mm-hmm. Defensively though. Oh God. Not great. Southeast Missouri State was able to actually, you know, put some put some yards up against. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't necessarily able to score, but they were able to rack up some yards. Okay. So we have a strength on strength battle. Mm-hmm. The fact that, you know, Iowa State's defense wasn't all that good, that's not going to be an issue against Iowa. Um, because, you know, the Iowa State or the Iowa offense just doesn't really exist. Um can the I mean when we know the Iowa defense is really really good against the Iowa State offense that is really really good are they going to cancel each other out? Um, yes, it's like there there are Zen questions here. Does yeah. Iowa's offense actually exist? <laughs> Does what when when two two opposing forces that have no force meet? Who is the victor? <laughs> I, 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 there are, we're, we're going to need to start a, a, a philosophy um, segment on the Carly Crappy Show, I think, to deal with with Iowa football for the rest of the season. I, I have an, I have a philosophy professor down the hall from me at school. Yeah, I could okay. ask him to like be a special huh. commentator, maybe. Huh. Okay. Um, okay. I'll, I'll check into that. something to think about. Yeah. Um, I'm a Big Ten gal. We all know this, sure. right? Me too. Not a gal, but yes. I'm. I got to take the cyclone offense here. Mm-hmm. I I just think uh, you have to score points to win a football game, right? <laughs> I mean, that's all there is to it, right? You have to score points. I'm not convinced that the Iowa offense is capable of scoring points. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Iowa state offense can score just enough points here as much as I would love to see the Hawkeyes win this game. Right. Cyclones. Yeah. I mean, ugly. Take the under hundred percent of the way. Oh um, God, yes. Oh God, and, yes. And have lots of snacks and like whatever you need to like get through this game. Um, coffee, because, I think coffee would be helpful. Yes. Um, well, we need coffee anyways because we, we got to stay up late. So yeah. Um, okay. Okay. We'll talk about that. I mean, so Iowa wins. 
last weekend the most Iowa way possible. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps this is the most Iowa team or Kirk Ferentz team, Kirk Ferency, Ferency team of all time, because just utter disregard for scoring points. Mm-hmm. What do we need to do? If 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 <laughs> if we can hold the team to three points and score a game-winning safety, what do we need an offense for? Um, lights out defense for Iowa. That's about it. I actually I think there will be more games this season that the Hawkeyes will win, but score ten points or fewer. I, that, that's that I'm going out of limb. Prediction. Well, they play in the in the Big Ten West. I think that's definitely a possibility. Possible. Possible. Yeah. Will this be one of them? No, it will not. Um, teams that score points will eventually beat the Hawkeyes. So even if, you know, it, it's only like 14, 17, somewhere in there, um, Cyclones will win the the, uh, the, the Cyhawks trophy this year. Um, and the Hawkeyes will continue to play whatever do whatever it is that, that Paris is doing out there this year. Uh, at 10.15 p.m., we are dabbling in AJ's After Dark Territory. This game is on ESPN. Number nine, Baylor. Uh, at number 21, BYU. BYU is favored by three and a half points. There's that number again. Um, yep. The AJ Fun Index is uh, Big Ten-esque, 53 and a half points. Carla, what do you think? Um. So last week I, I posted or last weekend I posted a tweet about planning your caffeination mm-hmm. accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another week of planning plan your caffeination accordingly for this yeah. week because yeah. you need to make sure that you stay up and watch this game. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think this is gonna be one of the best games of the weekend. Um neither of these and, teams and are- I think I think significant on the national stage, yes. uh, even this early, this is this is a big game. This is a big game, particularly for BYU, mm-hmm. um, who really and they're playing at home here, which is really, really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. because picking up a win against a top ten ranked Big Twelve team right. um would be a real resume marker for them. Um, neither of these teams had any trouble in week one. Um, mm-hmm. so this is really the first big test. And and if you look at these teams on paper, my God, they can't be even more evenly matched. Mm-hmm. I mean, they literally had five hundred and seventy-three yards of total offense last week, like both teams, the exact same number. <laughs> Of total offense. I missed that. I missed yeah. that. That's cool. It's, I mean, it's just, it's stupid when you look at it. It's just like, can they be e- any more evenly matched? The one thing that looks a little bit more uneven mm-hmm. are the defensive numbers. Okay. B- Baylor allowed just 10 points, mm-hmm. but they were playing Albany. Okay. Um, That's like a community college or something. What What is Albany? Albany, SUNY Albany. Okay. They're a SUNY school. They have a football team? They do. I think it's FCS. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um anyhow. So yes. Huh. So that's so that's who that's who that's who Baylor played. Okay. Um BYU obviously had the stronger opponent. Mm-hmm. Um playing USF. Um held USF to 21 points in 279. So it looks mm-hmm. like um I mean the numbers are different, but the level of competition is completely different there. Uh, so completely. So you call that a wash, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to This is this week's we have no idea game. Okay. Right. The same way that we thought last week about LSU and Florida state, um, the kind of, we have no idea what we're going to get really right. out of either right. of these teams. This is what's fun about the early part of the season. There's always that game. That's a ranked on rank that you're like, we really don't know what these two teams are capable of because they've only played cupcakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and USF is not a cupcake. 
I'm not no. trying to I'm not trying to say that, but like we just really don't know. Is that game I don't know if you're paying attention to that game. That BYU USF game went through like a three hour rain delay because it was pouring in South Florida. And um by the time they got <laughs> ready to play the game, it was just mm-hmm. a sloppy mess. Ew, um, okay. I did not I so, did not see that. No. Yeah. So like because I, I was following some people who were actually in the press box trying to cover that game, mm-hmm. saying that um BYU might be a member of the Big Twelve before the game kicked off. Um <laughs> like they just they just kept <laughs> they okay. just kept pushing the, the kickoff right. back. So Okay. Um, so we really we really can't get a good read out of that game as to what BYU is going to be. Um, both these teams are gonna are going to be very good. Mm-hmm. Um and no this is you know, just like last week, nobody could agree between LSU and, and Florida State who is gonna win the game. Right. Um depends on the preview that you read. The ESPN matchup predictor likes Baylor, but the early line is BYU is the mm-hmm. favorite. Um pick them. I, I honestly don't even know who to pick in this game. Um BYU needs it more. They're playing at home. That's a tough place to play on the yep. road at yep. night. Um, I'll give the edge to the Cougs for that reason alone. Um, mm-hmm. But this game's going to be entertaining as heck. Um, plan a coffee for like two or three o'clock in the afternoon, whatever time you need it so that you can make sure that you oh, stay God. up. Oh God. Um, to watch this game because this game's going to go until well after midnight Eastern um, or DVR it and watch it the next morning, something, you know, but make sure you see this game. There you um, go. Cause it's going to be, it's going to be real good. Um, Cougars at home just because they're playing at home. Sure. Oh man. Oh, Oh Baylor. Uh, even, even, even if you win this game, it's not going to be fun. Um, as we've noted, BYU is, is good consistently year after yeah. year, balanced offense, solid defense, um, played a better opponent last weekend. Uh, so certainly you, you give up more yards than, than Baylor, than the bears do against, um, the, the poor children from Albany. Um, do you know what the Albany there, mascot is, by the way? I do not. Albany Great Danes. <sighs> That's a terrible mascot. It's awful. It's lovely for well, basketball. I mean, um, well, okay. Yeah, sure. That, that, that makes more sense. Um, BYU is not afraid to play anybody. They're not intimidated by anybody. Um, that that they are the epitome of a fearless independent program. I think, I think even more so than Notre Dame. Um, I would agree. Well, they were uh, the ones that answered the call when Coastal needed an opponent last year. Yeah, yes, like, they just yeah. picked up the phone and said, play. "Yeah, we'll fly across the country and play." Let's you. go play. Let's go play. Let's just go play ball and and we'll see what happens. That's that is. Um, I I can't see that ever ever happening. Uh, to a Notre Dame football team, no. so so you got that. You got a night game in Provo. It could be snowing by this time <laughs> of the year. It really, seriously, it could yeah. be snowing. Um, even if it's not, Baylor Bears. This is the I no. It, it's it's hard to even call this a trap game. If it is a trap game, it is the trappiest of trap games. Uh, and I am uh, uh to to stick with the with the cat theme. I am picking. BYU, uh, without reservation, uh, to win to win this football game. Finally, the unquestioned <clears throat> game of the year, noon Saturday, a game to be televised nationally by yes. the American Broadcasting Company. My Ohio University Bobcats face Carla's Penn State Nittany Lions in Happy Valley. Penn State is favored by. A paltry 24 and a half points. The AJ Fun Index is 53 and a half. Carla, do you, do, does Penn State have a chance here? 
<laughs> yes, <laughs> Penn State has a chance. <laughs> They've got a lot of work to do. Um, based off of what we saw against Purdue, and I've been holding back on my analysis of what I saw against sure. Purdue um, sure. un- until this moment. Um, as a team, Penn State had less than 100 yards rushing mm-hmm. against Purdue. That is a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, the same problems that were happening last year with the offensive line showed themselves several times mm-hmm. during the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Clifford looked uh, – we, we, we were talking about this. Sean Clifford looked completely lost in the second half of that game. Until um, the last drive when he until was – Until the last drive, so, right. Suddenly all world. Opened up. Yeah. Um you know, and yes, he took a shot to the knee. Um, yes, he was battling some sort of either, you know, some people said it was cramps, um, whether it was just a residual, like a sprain of some sort with the knee. I'll be interested to find out if there's anything more serious there because it was an ugly hit. Um, and so I think we're lucky. I think for, as a Penn State fan, we're lucky that he was even able to get back into the game um, after that hit. So we'll we'll count that for what it's worth. What my big question here is, though, is that, you really have to wonder why offensive coordinator Mike Yurchich didn't change the play calling earlier because mm-hmm. what we saw in that final drive in that two minute drill was tempo, short passes underneath. Yeah. And that was working for him it because was. he didn't have to plant. Mm-hmm. Right. He did. And, and like, why didn't Penn State shift to that offense? If you knew that your quarterback couldn't plant that leg, why don't you shift to a, dink and dunk short routes underneath when you have the the personnel to play that kind of game yep why didn't you switch to that earlier that's mm-hmm. the big question that i have um and and what was your thinking um in, in in the play calling i am not one to say take clifford out and put in the star freshman that's mm-hmm. not i'm not that person um mm-hmm. i think the experience matters too much um to be able and to lead a team clifford clifford has experience he, having yeah. having played there for for eight years for 17 years yeah yes. uh, um i'm not one to give up that easily on him mm-hmm. um i would like to better understand the play calling i think there needs to be um some some thought that goes into that mm-hmm. moving forward particularly if this knee injury is going to linger yeah. um your Bobcats had a really good week this week um, compared to last season. It was like, <laughs> finally, Ohio has found its offense. Um, Curtis Rourke had a mm-hmm. really big day against FAU, and FAU is a good team. Um, Penn State secondary needs to be ready for a quarterback that can throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, the Bobcats defense is capable of putting pressure on Sean Clifford again. Yes. Um, especially if the offensive line doesn't really do its job mm-hmm. um, for the second week in a row. The good news for Penn State fans, Ohio secondary, pretty questionable. So what you're hoping for is, to, 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 to put it mildly. Gender, to put it mildly. <laughs> so here's hoping. It wasn't It wasn't quite as big a collapse as UNC and, and Appy State, but, um, but, but close yeah. in, in the fourth quarter against Florida Atlanta. So – you have to hope that Clifford is able to plant long enough mm-hmm. <laughs> to get a couple of deep balls in um, to be able to loosen things up to maybe get a run game going because, mm-hmm. you know, that would be nice. Let's run the football. Um, so, yes, I'm pay- taking Penn State at home, but there are definitely there's sure. definitely some improvement that needs to happen here before you get into the heart of that Big Ten schedule. Okay. 
Okay. Um, I want to I want to start with history. Uh, Penn State leads this series five to one, and this goes back to the the late sixties. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this is not this is not a a, a fly by night uh, kind of uh, just just happened recently sort of thing. Um, five and one. The last time OU visited Happy Valley was in twenty twelve, and that's that's when the one happened. Um, and and when 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 OU won in Beaver Stadium. Um, so you wonder, okay, can, can you turn this into a winning streak? Hmm. Um, I have to personally thank the Rourke family in, in uh, Oakville, Ontario, uh, providing quarterbacks for the Bobcats for the last uh, 12 years or so. Uh, Big Brother Nathan is now slinging footballs for the BC Lions um, as, a, as a graduate of the program. In his first start, little brother Curtis uh, I did play some last last year. Um, had a great day uh, against Florida Atlantic. Better statistically than Sean Clifford against Purdue. Granted, mm-hmm. different defenses. And, and, okay, that's fine. Uh, he was twenty seven or thirty four. Threw for three hundred and forty four yards, uh, forty five yards, and four touchdowns. No picks. Uh, so what it what happened? What could happen here? What could happen? If if uh, I I had I did not see the improvement in Penn State's offensive line that I was expecting. Yeah. Against Purdue, that's a, this is a that part is a, an actual prediction or actual observation. So if if OU say an OU defensive lineman breaks through and sneezes on Sean Clifford knocks him out of the game. I think the Bobcats could roll to their second straight win in Beaver Stadium. And that's sticking sticking with the cat theme of, of this weekend for me. That's what I'm picking. Go Bobcats. <laughs> Boys and girls, uh, you can hear the Carlin Crappy Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and a variety of other podcasting hosts. You can watch us on YouTube and on the show's Facebook page. If you like us, please subscribe, rate, and review. If you don't, be sure to mind your own damn business. Um, come back next week to see exactly how wrong we were. Carla. Yes. You have one final thing for I this do. week's show? Okay. I do because, you know, I have to bring this up every season. Please. Boys and girls, this is our first instance of a potential Stanford postulate oh situation. Oh, God. Can, can, okay. Remind us. And by us, I mostly mean me, what what the Stanford postulate is. So the Stanford postulate, gosh, how long ago did we come up with this? It was early. In, long, like, enough, it was, long enough that I don't remember. So Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about this for, I think, every almost every season since yes. we started the show. The idea Close. of the Stanford postulate is that Stanford will play up and win a game that it's not supposed to win and will lose a game that it's supposed to win. Uh-huh. Right? Um. And so this is our first instance of a potential Stanford postulate situation. Okay. Um, number 10 USC ah. uh, coming into Stanford um, mm-hmm. to, 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 pl- to play our beloved tree. Um, that game's that game's a nationally televised game also, um, 7.30 Eastern on ABC. So keep that okay. in mind in your primetime viewing. Um, Fol- following, following um, by two time slots, the Ohio University. Bobcats and yes. your Penn State Lions. Also, if you need a palate cleanse after watching Iowa State, Iowa, 
that it's that would be a a, a good if you idea. haven't gouged your eyes out <laughs> of your skull and you're still able to see perhaps you should watch this game yes you'll get the national television debut of lincoln riley and the oklahoma offense on the west coast yeah um, right, right right and 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 we'll get to see whether or not stanford can win a game it's not supposed to win at home because this, mm-hmm. is, this would be an ideal game on national television like this is the definition of a stanford postulate perfect game. it is perfect um, because i love the stanford postulate go tree um and and pay attention to this game. It just should be fun. Go tree and and not because I just I really really want Stanford to be in the Big Ten. Not, but 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 yes, absolutely go tree. Uh, my final thing I have to mention, um, we, we've we've referred to Houston as the official unofficial Carla and Crappy Show group of five champ, preseason champions for twenty twenty two. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the official unofficial group of five team for the Carlin crappy show. Um, and maybe from this point, maybe from this year forward, uh, is the Hawaii rainbow warriors. Um, AJ did not, as you heard, AJ did not mention this game in, uh, in his preview. I don't know if that was an oversight or if he's just, um, overly realistic about what's going to happen with this football game. Um, but the Rainbow Warriors will perform their traditional pregame haka in the big hole in Ann Arbor shortly before the 8 p.m. kickoff. Uh, you can watch this game on BTN. I make no promises or predictions about how it's going to turn out. Um, Michigan has a brewing quarterback situation. So stop. Stop me if you've heard that before. Maybe that's a thing. I don't know. But it does fit in very nicely with my personal mantra for, for the Carlin Crappy Show uh, this this season. Um, so go Bows. Beat Michigan. And that, boys and girls, is the uh, the week three Carlin Crappy Show. Carla, thank you again, as yes. always. As always, yes. For, uh, for uh, your, your insights, your thoughts. Your um, <laughs> your your unique ability to keep me sort of grounded from uh, wandering off into whatever fandom that I usually do. Um, <laughs> cheers, cheers to you. I I'm not sure that's possible, but yeah, okay. Oh uh, no, you do, you do. It helps. It it really does help. Um, it so, so cheers to you. Cheers to AJ as always for yes. for his his uh, group of five uh, reports and guys. Thank you again for watching as you always do cheers everyone we will see you back here next week beat michigan